This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Now that time, 8.13, you're tuned to WGNS, and we have the Parks and Rec Department on air with us. That uh, that music, that theme music is good there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's wild they made a show about the Murphy's Pro Parks and Rec I know, Department. I know. It's so it's so funny, Scott. So many people say, you know, they ask what we do, and they say, is it just like the show? And I'm like, it's just like the show, you know? We have some so, of the same characters. Everything. That is awesome. <laughs> so... No. Yeah, you know, I, that show makes Parks and Rec fun. It does. You, you I mean, know? Parks and Rec is fun anyway. Yeah, well, that makes it twice as fun. Yeah, so right? we, we get to have a lot of fun, and we like. I think Thomas and I we enjoy the show. Some people didn't like it as yeah. much, but we we I, thought it was great. I like it. I, I, I think it's. It, oh, no, it's fantastic. It's as good as The Office. Oh yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's just as good. What what is the uh, Parks director in that show? Parks and Rec. Ron. 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 Yeah, he is Swanson. funny. Yeah. Are, are you like him? You know, behind the scenes, is that he's you? Got, no, he's got the beard. Got Maybe the beard. beard. I don't he drives know, a big truck. And I think <laughs> he started woodworking. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that that's a pretty funny show. So what what's going on with Murphy's Pro Parks and Rec? Man, we're or hitting, Pawnee. I don't know. Or Pawnee. Yeah, what Pawnee, could, Indiana is what the thing the Is that a real town, by the way? Do you know? I think I so. Know. I don't know. I didn't I do that much so. research. But uh, we just enjoyed the show. So we... I need to do more research because people sure. ask about it all the time, and um, yeah, I think every year I threaten to, you know, for Halloween maybe shave my beard into a mustache and go as Ron. I, I think you should. It <laughs> makes then, sense, you know. It's, yep, it's the next perfect. step. <laughs> it's the next step. So, so anyway, yeah. Parks and Rec in, in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Yeah. yeah, not a fictional, you know, story. So, no, we're staying busy, Scott. We're um we're getting uh, back to. I has you know hesitate to say, but we're getting back to quote unquote normal in a lot of ways, and we're excited about it. Our uh, facilities are open. Um, we're, we're welcoming people back. Thomas and I were just talking about our numbers uh, in our facilities, and slowly people are coming back, and you're going to see much more of a normal setup. What people can expect to see in our facilities uh, are maybe um, maybe some distancing measures just with our equipment where we can, people who want to be a little bit more distanced still, still can get away a little bit. And then also you'll see our staff really working hard to, to clean our equipment and our, our high you know, touch areas. So, um, it's really encouraging for us to see you know we've got the pools back open families can get back into kind of a routine and then uh, so we're excited about that our senior center's open um, we're, we're hitting the ground running with a lot of events we had raptor day this past weekend out at the wilderness station had about 150 people out there but you know i, I can't say enough two things about our staff that the way they're scheduling and the way they're programming uh, it's a very safe way to do these things so well, wait, you, wait wait what what is raptor day because that so, sounds unsafe yeah <laughs> inherently unsafe right but no it's uh, it's all about birds birds of prey that are uh it can be found all over middle tennessee and, and around so we use all of our uh, education animals like 
uh, Sadie, our red-tailed hawk, and and some other uh, different birds that are really cool, and you can learn about how they hunt and where they are, and uh, it's it's really in- interesting. You know, I, I just realized I never said your names. We just oh, sorry, we just jumped in. We got excited talking about Ron. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nate Williams, Park Director, with us, and Thomas Laird, Assistant Director from the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know how I hang around playgrounds a lot, right? Well, I was at Barfield Park, and I know that those two big playgrounds are gone and uh, i know we mentioned that briefly last time you were on the air but kind of update us on what's going on there because you're getting a brand new playground i guess two of them right and one's one's pretty close to being completed the smaller one is uh they're they've been working on that past week and hopefully they're going to finish that up sometime this week Uh, and then we've got the other blue cross blue shield uh, where we have a grant through them to do a a healthy yeah, it's the Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthy Places Grant. So it's uh, three quarters of a million dollar playground uh, that we got uh, through the through this grant. That they're, it's fully funded, and we're replacing a playground that was uh, 20 years old and showing some wear and tear. And uh, it's going to be really cool. Uh, we've got some awesome features that are coming, and it's been fun fun partnering with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, they're looking to hopefully start in the next few weeks and get that rolling, and hopefully be a pretty quick install with that as well. Now, which one is going to be that bigger playground? So that's going to be between pavilions one and two. Um, the other playground that's being replaced is right at the, the base of the hill where people go walk, and that's for the younger ages, uh, and, and that's going to stay, uh, you know, for, for more of the younger elementary school age kids. Um, the other one will be for the older kids as well. Again, this is in Barfield Park, and I, I don't really hang around playgrounds a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but there, the, the, the other playground that, you know, you don't hear as much about as you used to is over there at Old Fort Park, yeah. mm-hmm. Kids Castle, and I remember volunteering to help put some of that together because right. it was how many years ago it's a community build and that's been like close to 98 or something so yeah. no it's actually i think it was 94 95 wow, and was when that, that was ago? yeah because i was yeah. i was uh young i was actually in elementary school when that was going on so we all took part in that took a lot of pride yeah. in what was happening yeah, i think if you grew up around murfreesboro you you remember playing at the old fort yeah Kid castle it was well, some. It was something special, you know. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I remember Old Fort Park too. Before that, uh, was a little bit more primitive in what we had out there, and that was, seemed like it just really put us on the map. Old Fort Park, in a lot of ways, is the capstone park for Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. You know, it was built in the '70s, and it was the first real big investment in a big park that the city made. And uh, it's just been a kind of a legacy uh, of city councils over the years, over the past 40 years, really committing to what parks and park systems look like for the community. So that was actually built, laid out in the 70s? I mean, yeah. the actual park of Old Fort? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of when it came to fruition. There was nothing out there then. There wasn't, no. That so. must have been like kind of the end of the road. You and had a ball you... field. Yeah, a ball oh. field. But <laughs> as far as the big park expansion, but we, um, you know, you know, look at it now. We've got Adams Tennis Complex. We've got the new Kids Castle. We've got the outdoor uh, uh, tennis courts and it's just a bustling place on top of the uh, golf course that is you know I would say probably one of the best in Tennessee uh, yeah. probably the best public course in Tennessee uh, over at Old Fort Park. Now you said New Kids Castle this is not the one that I helped to construct? No we, that one that one went away. I'm that, hurt. <laughs> uh, lots, lots of splinters with that one but we were able to gosh probably eight years ago seven eight years I think ago. It's been longer than that it's been uh yeah, probably 11 or 12 years since we, we redid that. We, uh, we got a grant through the matching grant through the state, mm-hmm. uh, and then we put together a committee uh, of 
community members and some park staff and then we had architect and engineering firms or playground manufacturers come in and present designs uh, and then we actually had a public uh, meeting and allowed the public to come in and vote on their favorite design and that's where we came to the, the playground we have now cool a lot of community input we didn't do we weren't able to do a community build like the former playground uh, but we wanted to make sure we hit every element of the community so we had some soccer moms on there we had some uh, grandparents we had a little bit of everything on that committee do you remember the the old tall slide that used to set it? Absolutely, the yeah. rollers. No, not the roller one, but the other one. That's, yeah, uh, it was real thin. It was very thin. Yeah. You could hear it I popping all the way yeah. down. So, have you have you got that in your backyard now? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't think I'd put that in my backyard. But be be careful on the new slides because they're really fast. Are they really? Fast. Uh, yeah. You'll get abrasions if you're not careful. <laughs> you know, we've got some great playgrounds. We're always looking to improve what we have. So we've got the Miracle uh, Field playground over at McKnight Park, and then uh, Kids Cast. We're actually in the process of making some improvements out there. It's something we try to continually maintain to keep them as safe and fun as possible. So I, I know last time you were on the air, you said the life of a playground. So playgrounds are not built to last literally forever, well, right? Well, the new ones, that there's some newer manufacturers, like the Miracle League playground, that has a lifetime warranty. And that's huh. a, it's rare within communities, but there's, a, there's two or three companies uh, that give the lifetime warranty of the equipment. Uh, now, the ones that we have, they're about a 20-year lifespan, but technology has increased to the point where they're able to offer that lifetime warranty. So that's the direction we're going. I think uh, the new, the smaller playground at Barfield Park comes with a lifetime warranty, and most of the equipment that we're looking at when we replace these uh, have that kind of warranty. You know, I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but you don't see playground equipment for sale in front of you know big department type stores anymore used to you drive past kmart and you'd see these yeah. a-frame the swings. metal a-frame yeah. that if you didn't get it staked down properly you got an <laughs> extra little bump on your swing but you, you don't see them anywhere for sale anymore you know right, it's, right. It's, it's it's all weird. wooden uh the the well playgrounds have evolved uh to the the play structures uh and you have now more of the what i used to call a fort Type yeah, playground, yeah, that's what they look like. Uh, where they they hang a swing or or a slide off of a fort type thing. So it it trends change and they're much much safer now. <laughs> Safety's no fun, though. <laughs> we look, we look to you know what's going to kind of stand the test of times, time when it comes to playgrounds, and um, there are lots of good options out there, and we want good variations. But like you said, they don't last forever. Especially, you know, we had a, a stint about 20 years ago where we installed a lot of playgrounds, and we're looking at across the board uh, replacing a lot of those and really maintaining some of those areas to make them as, like I said, fun and as safe as possible. So, what is the secret with playground swings? Because that's something else you never see anymore. You, well, you don't see. New swings. You see, you see, you know, uh, people, especially municipalities, getting away from swings. But I think our belief is swings are inherently fun. Yeah. <laughs> so neither. we want to make sure we include those as much as possible. So yeah, we installed some swings uh, about ten years ago at Rogers Park, and then made sure we included swings with Kids Castle as well, and all types of swings. And there'll be a couple different options over at uh, Miracle Field and that type of thing, uh, in some sliding elements. So. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're not going to get rid of those. When when you look at, we, we incorporate it into several of our playgrounds, but if you look at the space that a, a swing requires, uh, and even if you have six swings there, you're only encouraging six kids to play at a time. Uh, so we, we kind of have to weigh that 
space that it requires as to putting in a, another element of similar to like we have at Miracle Field, we have the global motion, which is the big ball that spins. And you can put about 20 kids on that in the same space that you can put six kids in swings. So we know swings are fun. They love swings, uh, but we kind of have to weigh that out when we're planning equipment and space available. I, I didn't think about all this with swings, but I, I, you can't squeeze them in between two buildings either. Right, no. I mean, no. right, right. There, it you, takes a lot. So standard said, swing set, you need at least 40 feet front, front to back. To be able to put that's a, a lot of space. That's that, a lot of space. A lot of space. Yeah. Well, well, and a lot of people don't realize when you put in a playground, the equipment is a cost, of course, uh, but the surfacing is extremely important. And you know, it, to go with a high-end surface like the pour-in-place or the the turf is much more expensive than just putting mulch out. Uh, but it's much more preferred, it's much easier to maintain, and obviously it's a lot safer. So what is being used now for the surface at Playgrounds in Murfreesboro? We've got a combination of surfaces. Uh, for, for example, at Miracle Field we have the rubberized surface, the pour-in-place, uh, in combination with a new playground grass. And basically it's a synthetic turf, but it has the same fall, uh, has padding underneath it so that it offers the same protection. Uh, but it's a nice synthetic grass. It's very durable, and, you know, appealing to the eye. Colors stay there. And then, of course, there's uh, the mulch. It's called engineered mulch. So that like all rubber pieces, mulch. Well, there, there, ours is is a wood a wood product. It's called a engineered mulch, just because the pieces are all the same size, so that uh, it offers the same level of. What what is the pour in place? I mean, is it something they literally pour and then it they hardens? They do. It's a it's a basically comes a little rubber pellet, uh, and then they melt that out. They pour it in. They trial it in, similar to what you do with concrete. Hmm. And then when it dries, it's just a rubbery. Uh, be cool to get my yard done in that. Absolutely, it's it would be fun. great. It's very expensive though. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is happening within Parks and Rec? Because I have notes here that says. Uh, drive-through extravaganza we are patterson park is having their drive-through ex extravaganza for the uh, toddlers next week that is uh, wednesday march 31st and from 10 to 11:30, 30 uh, it's free so that's at patterson park and that's an opportunity you know for to get the kids out i know with the current situation egg hunts and things like that are, are becoming rare but that's a great time for the little ones, ages two to five years old. Uh, moms can take them by and go to the egg extravaganza. And that was at Patterson Park. Patterson Park Community Center. Uh, what? Wait, what is the date again on that one? I, it is all these technical questions. March thirty-first, Wednesday, March thirty-first. Okay, so that's <clears> next Wednesday. <throat> That'll be fun. And and you're not doing the egg hunt this year, right? Right. This is uh, will be, actually be the second year we haven't had the egg hunt. Uh, but we've decided to put that back into uh, uh, back to the churches. A lot of churches and a lot of uh, groups around town do egg hunts. Uh, we found that ours had somehow gotten very competitive, uh, and it, it didn't reflect the true nature and the spirit of Parks and Recreation uh, when we got that competitive and uh, the, the great egg gathering. Again, we're talking with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec this morning. Nate Williams with us and Thomas Laird. What What is the, uh, have you got like a crazy funny story from past egg hunts? <laughs> well, <laughs> we have lots. It, it's an ongoing discussion about some of those. But, you know, Thomas, uh, we, how many years did we do that egg hunt, Thomas? 
Well, we started in 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. So up and well, so we did it, it, it was something. It was something Park? that we at Seagull Park. Seagull Park. Okay. It was something we loved doing. We would have thousands of people come to, and we started looking uh, at, at around at the community, and we thought, you know, th- this might be. We can put our resources in other areas, and the programs that we can offer in the spring. We can focus more on, you know, outdoor programs. We can focus more on athletic programs on these types of days because it takes a lot of resources to do an egg hunt like that. And we also looked around. We saw all the churches were doing egg hunts on the same day almost the same time so we thought you know this is something that we can give back to the community and let uh, the egg hunts take place at different places and we can give other options for families to do before or after the egg hunt they can you know take part in some of our outdoor education programs and our hiking programs and stuff like that on the same day so is it, is it real expensive to do these egg hunts i mean they're community-wide so they're a lot. Of, you're talking yeah. about a lot of candy here. Yeah, lots, lots of prizes, lots of everything that we had. Um, and like I said, anything we do, we're going to try to put our best foot forward. So, it, you know, uh, it was something we didn't charge for. It was a community benefit. But like I said, we wanted to put that benefit in other options instead of having, you know, 30 egg hunts around town, you know, us pulling away from other ones. We thought that it would be a good opportunity for us to do some of the uh, other outreach. Did you have parents out there? You, like, pushing other parents down? Was it, we had, that was one of the big issues was parents and assisting uh, the kids and and we had to say it every time we'd have a hunt we please allow the kids to to hunt by themselves uh, do not assist them so we we started having the parent hunt uh, and basically we'd put eggs on the far end of the field we would start it uh, and have all the parents my favorite story was a guy who obviously went to the gym a lot uh, he was a big old guy and had his daughter's little basket uh, plastic bucket with eggs uh, and when you started the hunt you'd they'd run down a small hill and then go into the field well this guy was determined to get to the other end of the field quickest he took off stumbled and literally fell on this little plastic bucket of eggs and eggs went everywhere uh one of our employees was happened to get that on video so that's, that's funny yeah. i wish i was there to see that that's, yeah that's... it was great <laughs> So what else is going on with Parks and Rec? Because I, I know there are plans to, you know, have more trails and hiking and all of that. And, and that seems to be something that's a lot more popular today. And that is being outside and, and hiking Absolutely. trails. And, you know, the, the recent pandemic, I think, has fueled that. Uh, the disc golf course, the Greenway, uh, all of our outdoor venues, we've seen a huge increase in participation uh, and now we're getting back to normal programming, uh, similar to what we had last or a year before. And so we've got a few things going. We've got the Miracle League will be starting up. They get their uniforms this Saturday. Uh, and then beginning April 10th, we'll have Miracle League every Saturday. Uh, and if you've never uh, been out and, been, and seen this, it's a, a fantastic experience. Uh, it's our special needs community, adults and youth. Uh, and they come out and play baseball. Uh, in games and it's similar to a, a major league baseball we have walk-up songs their their pictures are on the video board we have even have a mascot that comes out in between innings uh, and then we get local high schools uh, to come in and be their buddies or be their partners so you know in addition to to providing this great experience for our special needs community uh, we're helping create a, a culture of acceptance and inclusion uh, by including our high school athletes uh, you know, I think it was last year. I, I'm not positive. 
Well, it wouldn't be last year because the year before they had a team made of veterans who played mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they played other rec type leagues, but that was pretty cool. And it was yep. out there at Miracle Field. I remember seeing all uh, the pictures from it. Uh, Miss Snail from the VA, she brings a group of veterans out every every summer and they play uh, uh, baseball, wiffle ball. Uh, and the veterans from the VA love to come out there. Uh, we've got quite a few groups that come and utilize that facility. I tell you what, Scott, I encourage everybody. Um, we do a lot of things. You know, we, we have hundreds and hundreds of programs and, you know, countless hours of facility time where people can come. Uh, but I would say this Miracle League that we provide is probably one of the best things that we provide. It's one of the things that we're most proud of. And I would encourage anybody, uh, if you have the time on the Saturday morning and you want to get out and you want to be encouraged and uplifted and you want to, uh, you know, encourage somebody else, come out and cheer our athletes on because I promise you, you could have had the best week ever. But after you leave that on a Saturday morning, that will be the highlight of your week, being able to cheer on some of our local athletes and their families. Uh, I know uh, I go out there a lot with my son, likes to help out, and it's just the highlight of his week as well uh, to be able to volunteer. So. Uh, it makes you feel good about this community. This is an exceptional place to live, and I think this highlights uh, that type of exceptional. You know, I, I think place. the coolest thing about it is it allows folks who may have disabilities in life to just be normal and to mm-hmm. feel like they're part of everything else and yeah, just absolutely. love it. And, and you see when you go on a on you know Miracle Field mornings, you'll see people of all abilities interacting, you know, playing on the same equipment, playing the same game, interacting with each other, and it's just. Uh, something when we're surrounded by so much negativity all the time you know uh, the our, our world is so polarized this is a very unifying thing and it's really encouraging to see parks and rec is involved in so many things in our community and i i don't think everyone really realizes that for example you were talking about the senior center here in yeah. town i mean that's one mm-hmm. of those things that parks and rec is heavily involved in is that actually under Parks and Rec? It is, yeah. So our senior center, and uh, it came under a couple years ago with Parks and Recreation, and we've uh, been able to kind of expand hours out there. Mark Owens is the, the our superintendent. We've got a great team out there that really has set the standard and opening back up safely uh, from a pandemic. You know, uh, we're excited. We set a year ago, I was thinking, you know, about a year ago, I was sitting with people on the phone on Saturday mornings making the call to just start shutting things down. Everything just seemed to be, you know, shutting down around us, our facilities, our playgrounds, you know, all of these things. But now it's fun to see those things open and seeing people and the life back in our facilities. And, and I can't say enough about our staff in those facilities that have made it as safe as possible. But our senior center is a, a thriving place. People can come early, stay late. Lots of things going on. We're starting to get our trips going uh, back on. I think for anybody who's listening to your show, uh, what we'd like to do is drive people to our website. It's murfreesboroparks.com. So that's a new website that's been updated. And there's a calendar that you can search keywords in that, 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 uh, the website calendar. And it shows all kinds of events. So you could put in there like kayaking, or you could put in senior programs and just see what pops up. And it'll be throughout the whole park system from Sportscom, Patterson, McFadden, the Senior Center, uh, the Wilderness Station, any of our facilities will have what's in there. So going back to 2020, at the start of COVID-19, was it hard for y'all to come together and say, look, we're going to close this, this, and this down, but keep this open? I, I mean, how did you go about we, It was terribly hard. <laughs> yeah, so we, we didn't necessarily want to close down. We were placed, but at some point we have to do the safest thing for um, our staff and then the participants because we have such a draw. So it was difficult. It was painful. One of the most 
you know, things that I'm proud of is our staff throughout the process uh, who maintain their work ethic, maintain their motivation to be able to come up and, and uh, adapt the way they were providing programs. Maybe the wilderness station closed, but our staff went out and started doing impromptu programs outside to bring those education elements to the community. And I think people receive that well. One thing that I think uh, kept a lot of people sane is that we were able to keep open our trails, our open spaces, and our greenway. And, and I know now, uh, I talk to a lot of people, they say, I started walking, you know, back in April last year, and I do it three times a week now. I love the greenway, and they're advocates for the greenway, and they participate in our uh, Guardians of the Greenway program and that type of thing. So the awareness and the vitality of our green spaces and open spaces, I don't think has ever been um, uh, more prevalent in our community. And the opportunity for you know uh, Thomas and Rachel and I and all of the staff of Parks and Recreation I think we had a lot of people who started using those facilities that way and saw just kind of a glimpse of what Parks and Recre Recreation is and we were able to kind of pull back the curtain now and they get to see everything that's offered to them at affordable uh, prices or free the greenway is so cool it's such a unique thing to have and I know yes. other areas have greenways but it's such a positive thing to have in the community because it does allow you to get out there and actually walk in nature but on a paved trail. And for some people, they couldn't do the off-road trail. So yeah. it really helps out. In an incredibly safe space, too. Um, we, we, we have police officers that patrol the Greenway regularly. We always have somebody on the Greenway. Uh, and it's inherently safe and just a great space to get away. You know, uh, I've started going, I'll take a lunch break and go walk a ride on the Greenway. And it's just a great time to kind of clear your head. I know Thomas and his wife walk almost every night on the Greenway and it becomes a routine. And it's just a great space. You see all types of different uh, animals, different, you know, habitats are throughout. Uh, and you can go all the way. You can get on into Thompson Lane or Cannonsburg or Old Fort Park and go all the way to Barfield Park or any, you know, function or, you know, faction of that. You, you can take part in and it's just a, a awesome opportunity to be able to see the community in a unique way if you use it regularly you'll notice there's a a, a greenway i mean a, a community within the greenway system itself there's those folks that walk regularly they all get to know each other uh and it, it's just a good community feel and and that adds to the safety the, the you know the comfort people have when they walk in there i think that's one of the big plus the people helps contribute to our greenway and make it what it is we're looking at an extension, Scott, on our North Murfreesboro Trail right now, and we've been working with the Corps and excited about uh, some upcoming information on that. But our North Murfreesboro Trail is a 1.37-mile standalone trail that goes from Walter Hill to Central Valley, and we're looking at uh, expanding that trail, and it's going to be great. But you know when we're out there looking at that and it's a heavily trafficked area uh, and, and it's the full canopy almost so in the summertime it's a great place to walk but I think what people have missed over the past year is you can interact with people you can walk past people without a mask on uh, and they you can see people smiling and they smile back at you and I think that we realize how much we're missing that so it's a good opportunity just to kind of see uh, interact with each other in, in in a distance way but you know just physically distance you can still you know connect with people yeah it's it's funny because when somebody's wearing a mask you don't know if they're in a good mood if they're bad <laughs> in a bad mood if they're yeah. mad at you about something you know it's just it's weird it's been so odd lately even when you're in a business doing business maybe you're making a purchase for some reason it feels like that retailer well they're not very friendly with me i don't understand why right. but if they just had the mask off yeah. you would see everything's cool yeah we're excited we're, you know we're, we're encouraged by the trends and where we're going as a community and the vaccination numbers and all that so hopefully uh, people can come back right now there is no mask mandate in rutherford county so our facilities don't require masks so um, we still just encourage people to be smart 
Uh, I think people understand, uh, you know, what's happened with this with this virus. So we encourage people to take whatever precautions they think necessary. We're going to do our best to clean uh, and keep those facilities as sanitized as possible. So the North End trails, so the you know around Walter Hill, that whole area that you were talking about, um, is that going to meet up with like Thompson Lane Trailhead for the Greenway, and is it going to be along the river? Because I know you mentioned, I guess, last time you were on. The trail is actually going to go along or near Thompson Lane, right? Yeah, so what we're looking at, the, the connection we're still working on on how that looks getting up to Siegel uh, Soccer Complex and from Siegel uh, to, to the Central Valley and Walter Hill Trailhead to some faction. So it'd be hard to do a tradition, hard to do a traditional greenway the way everybody thinks of. So there'll be some multimodal paths uh, that might run along the roads that might go along. And we're looking at the different design options that could be the safest for that. Uh, but I think I'm, I'm excited about everything that I'm seeing because it's something I think that, you know, I will and my family will use on a regular basis to be able to get around town just because, you know, connectivity is huge and more people have bikes now than ever before. I think more people are riding bikes than ever before. So uh, people have learned that you can get, you know, through downtown, you can get anywhere you need to by using the Greenway. You know, one, one of my favorite areas to uh, canoe or, well, kayak because it's easier to kayak in the Stones River than it is to canoe right. it's, uh, because of the depth. But even when I was a little kid, over there, right around the Thompson Lane area, starting where the Battlefield Park is, yep. Thompson Lane, and going behind River Bend and then the water treatment plant, that area, when you're kayaking down there, you'll pass an old car. It's a DeSoto that's in, you know, on the edge of the river, and it's been there since I was a kid. But there's unique things to see, not that garbage and junked up cars are <laughs> great to see along the river, but the fact is it's just there's interesting things to see when you're walking along the river do you think the greenway will ever go behind river bend in that direction we're working on a greenway blueway bikeway master plan and revising that so we've put that out there and it's not necessarily uh you know one of the things we've got to do is kind of update that and see how that goes in with our transportation our major thoroughfare plan for the city so uh, we'll take a look at that we'll always see but you brought up a great point uh, you know, kayaking and canoeing, this is almost the season where it's just great. The river's higher, uh, and we do a lot of education opportunities for people. Uh, if they want to try it out as a family or individually, we do a lot of uh, trips from all over. We'll do Manson Pike all the way down to Thompson Lane and some other ones like that. We'll do, take kids and families at Walter Hill and go upriver, then back. And again, you get to see really unique things when you get in there and you just take a second. And if you can get in nature for a second and you know, take some deep breaths, it's, it's, it really does a lot for your soul. Yeah, the, the trail, when you go from uh, Manson Pike Trailhead, you go from there to Thompson Lane, which is a pretty short trip. You can do it in a couple hours if the water levels are up. Uh, but it's amazing that you're in the middle of the city and you get those kind of majestic views and, and that kind of scenery right there in the middle of town. It, it's just gorgeous. So if people haven't done that, even uh, uh, old inner tube float, that's a, a really good float from Manson Pike Trailhead to Thompson Lane. And there's access there where you can get your canoes and kayaks in. The rip, the, just floating on inner tubes, so that's, that's a little slow. <laughs> well, I think if anybody's hearing this and they're interested, just again, go to MurfreesboroParks.com and in the calendar, go to topic and just search kayaking or kayaks, and then we'll get you squared away with some programs and introduce you. You know, I think our, our purpose with Parks and Recreation, we want to help people discover passions that lead to lifelong wellness. So whatever that is, so if we can intrigue, uh, get somebody interested in hiking and they can do that on a regular basis and, and that leads towards a lifelong wellness, 
opportunity for them, that, that's a win for us. So it could be boating, it could be, uh, it could be basketball, it could be anything that you can think of. We do. We want to, you know, create passions could be that lead towards track and field. Yeah. Which matter of fact, we have track and field <laughs> registration going on right now. There. <laughs> track um, and field registration. So there's rec league track and field. There is rec league track and field. You know, years ago, Scott, you probably remember the old Hershey's track and field program. Uh, kids would compete to go to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well, Hershey's uh, decided to spread that money out and include more, so they put it with U.S. track, uh, with an event, U.S. Youth Track and Field. Uh, and so what we have is a local program where kids can train. We have a local track meet so they can really discover if track and field is, is their niche. Uh, and then those kids will qualify to be able to go on to higher levels of competition. Uh, but the Murfreesboro Track and Field, one, it's a great way to get in shape, get the exercise, uh, to find out if track is your uh, sport or if that's something you're interested in pursuing. Uh, and then there's opportunities to compete at a competitive level. Uh, we work with Coach Field over at Riverdale High School. Uh, and if anyone's ever been familiar with track, uh, Coach Field's a legend over there. So he, he always brings us some insight. So will there ever be a, a track actually built in one of the city parks, you know, like the red rubber mat tracks that we see at some we, of the colleges? I think that's something that a lot of community members have really wanted and advocated for. So it's something that different private you know, partners have approached us about, and it's something we always keep on the radar. But uh, the simple answer is there's no imminent plans right now. We certainly would love to have one in, and I think we could make really good use of that. Uh, this track program has been, uh, it's probably 15 years old, hmm. and so we've, we've been doing this for quite a while, and it's usually a good group of kids, but a lot of them are just learning to run, just starting out. I, you know, I see kids that participated in that, now they're in high school, and they're participating in high school athletics. Uh, that, that's the whole purpose of Parks and Recreation, help people find what they're passionate about. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to get an update on the uh, mountain bike trail to find out what's happening with all that. We're broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Nate, you're looking out the Willow Window back there. I, so. I was just taking a look out the window, Willow Window. <laughs> Online at willowwindow.pro. Again, the broadcast epicenter is the Willow Window Broadcast Center. It, that's good stuff right there. We're going to take a short break. We'll get. We'll be right back. Time right now, 846. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and it has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. 
Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. This is Jason with Tire World. We're having our annual at-cost tire sale now through Saturday. That's right, all tire brands will be sold at cost for one week only. Not only will all tire prices be drastically reduced, but increased savings with manufacturer rebates as well. So if you're in need of tires and looking for the best price around, you will not want to miss Tire World's annual at cost tire sale. At Tire World, we keep your family rolling. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on our 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany. We went to Kassel, Germany on the 29th, but we didn't go on the 30th. Then on the 31st, we went to Berlin. Now, this was the first time we had fighters escort us. They didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to Berlin, but we didn't get there. We were diverted to uh, Dalton, spent the night there. Then the next day, we came back from Dalton. Then in the next mission we flew on a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg. One plane came in. I mean, he was on our left wing. We were not to the initial point. That's where you start your bomb run. And uh, fighters come in just before you get to that. Quite often, planes, you know, would hit. And I tell you the truth, I was more afraid of that than I was machine guns or flak. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 8 877-714-1313 or kidlinkservices.com. Hi, I'm Dr. O and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Almaville Road. Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come feel the Almaville Farms difference. This is Jason with Tire World. We're having our annual at-cost tire sale now through Saturday. That's right, all tire brands will be sold at cost for one week only. Not only will all tire prices be drastically reduced, but increased savings with manufacturer rebates as well. So if you're in need of tires and looking for the best price around, you will not want to miss Tire World's annual at cost tire sale. At Tire World, we keep your family rolling. 
Since 1981, Willow Windows has been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Right now that time, 8.53, we're all dancing. In the, well, Nate's dancing, I'm dancing. In, in the studio. Uh, Nate Williams with us, Parks Director, and Thomas Laird, Assistant Parks Director for the City of Murfreesboro. We only have like six minutes left or so. So in these last six minutes, <laughs> what, are, are there, you, you know, you, you mentioned transportation, and I know I read most of that, what was it, transport, the City of Murfreesboro put the transportation plan mm-hmm. 4040 or whatever it was called together a couple of years mm-hmm. back. Yep. 2035s. So I was so, off by five years. Yeah, just Yeah. But it's okay. I, I, I knew what you're talking about. But you go through that, and, and you realize after reading, you know, really just the first couple of, of paragraphs of information, that the Parks and Rec are so heavily involved in things like transportation even, mm-hmm. because people are biking more, they're walking more, so things have changed, I guess, in the world, at least in the United States, things Absolutely. have changed a lot in the way people do things. I think, you know, with the growth in Murfreesboro, so we've been growing rapidly. And I think, you know, our city leadership has been looking, you know, down the road so much. We're fortunate that we have leaders that do look down the road and talk about transportation and what we need to be doing to handle what, you know, our, our population might look like, you know, years and decades from now to be able to sustain, you know, that community at that time. So uh, we're glad and we're honored to be part of that discussion where we can say this is what parks. Uh, open spaces and then trails can bring to the table and help alleviate some of the traffic issues that you know we've all seen well and that was one of the big things that i think when they did the 2035 plan and they reached out to the community the connectivity uh, was one that was highly desirable is be able to walk uh, to different venues and and different areas and the greenway running right through the middle of town was a big component of that and that allowed the, the city to focus on doing that I know on the section of Greenway that I typically walk on, and I'll, I'll drive to other areas just to walk in, you know, whatever trail. But the area I typically walk on the Greenway, I, I'll see the same people if I go the same time mm-hmm. of day 
and they look like they're coming home from work on their bike. Yeah, you know, yeah. they have their, their uniform on, but people are really starting to go to work via the Greenway. Yeah, it's really cool. We talk about the Greenway a lot, and, you know, we think of the Greenway as a linear park, and it would be, you know, our biggest park if you could quantify the square footage or acreage of that, and probably our most popular park as well. And, you know, we can't take a whole lot of credit for it. You know, we look at uh, back when they were talking about it in the early 90s, uh, former Congressman Bart Gordon was very involved. And, and as far as funding, as far as the vision and what it looks like, the potential to connect to some of our northern communities outside of Murfreesboro. And the great thing is that uh, he's still very involved. I opened my computer this morning. I had an email from him just with this new idea. And he's always kind of pushing uh, kind of the limits and really encouraging us to do the same. So we're fortunate to, to have had, you know, leaders like that in the past and uh, former, you know, city council, city administration, former parks administrative staff who really put the hard work into where we have what we have now. And it's on us now to continue to do that for, for generations to come. And I think for us, it's about connecting the dots, you know, connecting all the way up from far reaches of the the city down to the southern reaches and then expanding even you know further than that you know to Smyrna. Is there a way to connect the Greenway in Murfreesboro to the Greenway in Smyrna and eventually into Nashville? Yes. Will it be done? We're working towards what that might look like so it's very conceptual right now uh, but we're we're talking to what to the county uh, to, to leaders in Smyrna about what that looked like. We have no timetable. We have no funding information. We have nothing. But that's just more of a long-term vision that we're putting in place now saying this would be an awesome uh, gift to leave this community for generations. How cool would that be able to, to be able to you know connect those? Our greenways in Smyrna and our greenways in Murfreesboro are so popular. Uh, it just makes sense to be able to connect those. And there is a corridor that we could use, uh, but there are a lot of agencies involved with that. And it's just, like I said, don't want to put out there that it's happening right now. It's just Something we're looking towards the future of what that might look like and how we could fund something like that and what what it could bring uh, to all the of our vision of the the greenway when it first come into conception for Tennessee would be that it, we would be able someone would be able to traverse it from Nashville to Chattanooga through throughout well, cool, the state so the connectivity I think is in the the master vision yeah. is just getting all the, the people in the, the communities coming together to link it up uh, but I know Smyrna, they're continuing to expand their greenway to the same way we're we're doing each section at a time. And, you know, eventually, hopefully, we'll be able to see that connectivity. Now, I know before that last break, we or I said, you know, I want to learn more about the new mountain bike trail. Yeah. Uh, so now that we have like a minute and a half left. Yeah. It's open. Get, get, <laughs> and I got a couple of registrations, too. I promised them I would mention. <laughs> Let me mention about the mountain bike trail right now. It's uh, it's in good condition. It's the wet season, so it's it, we have to close it usually the day of a rain, the day after a rain, just to keep the trail and keep erosion down just to be able to protect the trail. But it's very popular, and we have a beginner trail for people who, uh, who want to give it a try. So uh, I'd encourage anybody who wants to, if they have a bike, go take it to a bike shop. Just make sure you're ready to go on a trail like this with lots of rocks. Make sure you have a helmet that's in date and up to standard uh, helmets are required but go out there and give it a try that's how i got started in it and i think you need to go out there and try the advanced trail Scott. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah you're absolutely. so close to it man and, just and the, tear it up man. the entrance to it is off of 231 south right that is correct yes. yeah behind, and we have new signage uh behind the, what the, used to be empty bottle that's correct mm -hmm. and then you go down you just follow that road around their signage that takes you to the uh, primitive parking lot uh, we've got some great neighbors out there and um, it's it's a great trail uh, it's very challenging if you're first trying it out start on the beginner take it slow and like i said we've got a couple great bike shops in town i'd encourage anybody to go get your equipment tested out just make sure it's uh, safe for the trail and we got like 
10 seconds left so thomas what i got i got a couple of programs we got youth girls volleyball that's taking registration now you can go to the website mercerfieldparks.com or or sign up there at sportscom we also have a start smart baseball program we get a lot of questions uh, people want to get their kids in and they're they're too young to play in the leagues well start smart is uh, for ages three and four and they basically just ease into playing the sport of baseball they learn the basic mechanics basic fundamentals the goal at the end of this program is that they would able be able to participate in an actual t-ball game by the end of the program so it's a good way to ease your child into it see if they enjoy that kind of activity uh, and with a very minimal commitment. So all of that can be registered at our website, uh, mercerfieldparks.com, or you can go to our facility, Sportscom, Patterson Park, uh, McFadden Community Center, or the main office at Barfield Crescent Park. That was more than 10 seconds, yeah, Thomas. We're, we're 10 seconds over. <laughs> it's now 9 o'clock. You're tuned to WGNS, local news right now.